You are listening to Redefining Rural, a podcast dedicated to celebrating, elevating, and changing the way we think about rural education in the state of Colorado and beyond. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platform. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Redefining Rural podcast. It's me and Kirk again. We're really missing Danielle, but she's back in the field, I think most of you know, and um, often gets called into meetings that just have to take priority. I know she regrets uh, not being able to be here. We're really excited to talk to you about what I find to be one of the most exciting and impactful recruitment programs in the state. Um, and that is come through the leadership of the University of Colorado at Denver. And we have two of the key players here with us this morning. I keep having to look at the clock. Um, to talk about what the great work they're doing that's now, I think, like almost statewide. Um, started with one region and now is, is in a lot of places. So Valerie Sherman and Cindy Gutierrez, thank you so much for being here. Andrew, tell us a little bit about yourself. A lot of our listeners will remember you, Valerie, and it's good to see your face and good to know you're still in the rural space. So I will pass it off to you. Thanks so much for being here. Our pleasure, our sincere pleasure um, to connect and reconnect with all of the folks that are um, part of the Redefining Rural podcast. Um, so my name is Valerie Sherman. I have the great fortune of being the director of the Partnership for Rural Educator Preparation at CU Denver. Um, and I'll just toss it to friend and colleague Cindy Gutierrez. Um, and then we'll just do a little quick through of tea prep for you and, and engage in the conversation, okay? Great. Thanks, Valerie. And uh, hello, everyone. I'm Cindy Gutierrez. I'm the Director of Clinical Teacher Education and Partnerships um, in the School of Education and Human Development at CU Denver. And uh, this is my 17th year uh, at the university, but our work to really, uh, over, over the past six or so years, to develop the Partnership for Rural Educator Preparation, or T-PREP, as we love to um, uh, lovingly call it, uh, has has truly been one of my, my best joys as we've been able to, to bring really incredible access to a four-year degree and licensure to our rural communities without um, those individuals and the talent that's in those communities leaving those communities. So I will turn it back over to my colleague, Valerie, and she'll share a bit more about how T-PREP works. Sure. So as Cindy mentioned, T-PREP, um, we started it 2017 and it was um i give i stand on the shoulders of some genius and some giants so cindy gutierrez and um barbara seidel and Raina brown at otero college um had a fortuitous meeting and they started brainstorming about um ways that uh access to a bachelor's degree and licensure could happen um in places where people live rather so that um, education could come to them rather than expecting the individual to come to, to come to the education. So that's what T-PREP is all about. We started, um, we build a program where folks who are living and learning in rural Colorado live so that they don't have to uproot their life and their family and, and their system of support and their community in order to be a licensed educator. So we started at Otero in 2000. 17, 2017, 
Um, you know, Taro is down in La Junta, in the yeah, southeast area right. of the yeah. state, correct? Thank you. Yes, that's exactly right, Michelle. So started off at La Junta um, at Otero College with one grant. And because at CU Denver, we know it, we have some really great grant writers and um, some of them are on the call right now. And so um, we used one grant to initiate that. Um, that was where I became first familiar with TPREP when I was with the Colorado Center for Rural Education and coordinator there. I was like, I learned about TPREP and I went, oh my word, what is this? And I've got to learn more about it. So I had the same reaction. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was the first learning opportunity. It took about a minute, maybe 30 seconds to become a TPREP fan. And um, then uh, watch TPREP grow and expand to Trinidad State College, so former Trinidad's junior college, that has two campuses in both Trinidad and in Alamosa over in the San Luis Valley. Um, the third expansion, thanks to a grant from the Early Educator Investment Collaborative, we expanded up to Northeastern Junior College, which is Northeastern Colorado up in Sterling. And then most recently, uh, we got a teacher quality partnership grant. So in excess of, well, it's a multi-million dollar grant that spans over five years. And we're using that um, part of that funding to expand to Lamar Community College out in Lamar, so far southeastern corner of Colorado. So um, just so pleased and grateful to, to be part of the work. We have five current licensure options. So we start off with early childhood, elementary, middle school math is one of them, secondary science and um, special education. Um, we tend to start um, with early childhood, elementary and middle or special education. And then we, as, as initial licensure, and then we expand to middle school math and secondary science from there. Um, one of the things that's, uh, I think, the best thing about TPREP is that we really capitalize on the local knowledge and talent and wisdom and, and the special sauce of everybody that lives and learns in rural Colorado to provide face-to-face -face education and um, um, we'll hire local instructors that are my term. So they're residency coordinators. My term is they're the, the, local, the local glue of the T-PREP initiative at each community college so that um, people have the opportunity to continue to have relationships with people. Because in rural Colorado, that's the special sauce is relationships. And so um, that, that I think is enough rambling for me about T-PREP. Cindy, what did I leave out? The only thing I would add, uh, Valerie, is that the design of the program is a two plus two design. So our community colleges are, are such critical partners in this work. And it's also part of what makes it accessible, affordable, highly supportive um, for individuals in those local communities. So the community college offers the first two years of the degree pathway in licensure. And then we offer the second two years. And as Valerie said, we, we don't say come to Denver to get those next two years. We bring everything to them and we really tap into the local talent that is there to, to offer, offer that. 
Uh, it also means that we can partner so closely with the local school districts that are served by that community college. So it's those school districts where our candidates are having really strong clinical experiences all the way through. And it works um, perfectly for people who are already in uh, the, the education workforce. So for current paraprofessionals or early childhood assistant teachers, um, or, or any of those kinds of um, roles that they already have, we leverage those roles to help um, uh, support the required clinical experience um, for, those, for those students. So, you know, the, the, who, who is T-Prep good for? It's great, again, for the workforce that might already be in um, those, those school districts served in that region so that we can really tap into their, you know, long-term commitments and experience and just upscale their, their abilities to, to meet licensure. Um, but it also works for any individual who ever thought, you know what, I think I want to be a teacher, but I don't want to leave my local rural community. Um, so it works great for high school students and really supporting them to think about becoming a teacher and being able to stay and come through the, the pathway. It works for, you know, kids who are like, oh, I always wanted to do this, but I have my family. I can't leave my family. We can't uproot from here. So it, it allows them now a pathway to become a licensed teacher. So um, that relationship with the local community college in that region and, and supporting all the districts served in that, that service region by that local community college um, uh, makes a big difference. So Cindy, you broke up on my end when you said it's also great for, I think you said paras paraprofessionals, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So para, current paraprofessionals um, is such a perfect pathway. We create the model so that, you know, courses are in the evenings, um, lots of high flex options for those courses. Uh, so they can keep their full-time working para position all the way through, and we can support um, them getting all the way to licensure and the degree that way. Well, and I know the conversation is often around paras, and there's a lot of conversation around paras. And uh, because and, and getting them a pathway to be the teacher of record in the classroom because they love our kids to your point and they know how to manage classrooms or have more experience and know what a classroom feels like to be in. But for that measure, this could be your bus drivers and the, your food service workers, anybody in your community that is interested in maybe a slightly different career path impacting kids, um, which I think is such a super exciting part of it. Absolutely. You know, yes. go ahead, Valerie. To, to your point, Michelle, I think that um, all of the people that you've mentioned from um, high school students to grandmas um, and everybody in between have all, we've seen everybody um, travel the T-PREP pathway and um, has really done a, a great job to start address the shortage in rural Colorado with people that are live there and aren't looking um, are part of the community and and able to stay teach and lead over a long career. Great. So when you when looking at the amount of credits that that a student would need to get through a, 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 a degree program and a certification program. How many of those those um, credits do they can they obtain by just participating and working in school districts? Is that something around? Is it that around elective credits or how does that that fit in has always been, a, I think, a question I've gotten. So help me better understand that. 
Sure, sure. No, yeah. Uh, so we give credit for many required clinical experiences all the way through, starting um, in the freshman year on the community college side. So the community college um, already has anywhere from four to six uh, credits that are part of the, the associate's degree, kind of depends on licensure. And again, they, we really follow the model that already exists of, of some other two plus two work that's happened in the state. Um, and then um, on the CU Denver side, um, there's a, another six credits in the, in the junior year. And then uh, the senior year is really a significant um, uh, number of, of credits. Uh, again, somewhere between 10 and 12 credits of that senior year uh, because it's a full year residency. So, so it's, it's awfully close to 25% of the degree um, that are connected completely to their time in the field and utilizing their job to meet those requirements. Great. And then someone who's who's then working full time, like some of those examples that you gave are then there is their coursework um, online that you guys work with asynchronous or is it something that they do have to work a schedule around to be in person for coursework? Yes. <laughs> All of those things. So, um, you know, there's there's a so first of all a three credit class will meet one night a week right so we always schedule those to take place you know so after the school day is done right so that people don't have to say i can't help with second grade reading because i have to go to class we don't we don't do that um the the we want to make sure that people what they're learning in class is something that they can apply the next day in their work with students and if they're leaving class to learn how to teach and not teach, that it's it's a misalignment. So we schedule our classes carefully. There's always some face-to-face -face classes that are held throughout the course of uh, somebody's plan of study. So um, our we have a, a seminar that um, where people come and they have a, a it's taught by the residency coordinator. So that local individual that's the the special sauce, the glue of, of each of our partnerships. It's mediated by that residency coordinator and they have opportunities to ask, think, reflect, plan, learn about culturally, linguistically diverse education and what diversity looks like. And it's truest um, in the broadest sense in rural Colorado. Um, that class is face-to-face -face always. There's always the math classes. So we have a, a sequence of math classes. Those are face-to-face um, -face classes that take place at the on campus of the local partner. Um, some of the early literacy classes when people are a sophomore, junior, pardon me, when they're a junior with CU Denver, those are face-to-face -face classes. And then the rest of them, it just sort of depends. Kirk, I'm going to be really transparent and say, yeah, there's some that are 100% online. There's some that are like this, right? Where there's Kirk Bangard is the professor and Valerie, Cindy, and Michelle are on the Zoom and we're interacting um, with each other. And there's some online parts of the class where they do assignments online. But um, it just all sort of depends on the setting, the the candidates, and um, and how we how we're able to pull things together to maximize our candidates' learning. Right. We learned in the in the design of this, and when we were first developing it with with 
um, Otero is we know that there are some fully online degree programs that exist out there and that not everybody is a fully online learner. And they wanted something that had high touch. They wanted something where they felt connected and part of a community. But they also wanted something that was flexible for like the full-time working para and those sorts of things. So we've really tried to design it in that sweet spot that allows our, our um, candidates to feel that connection, to have real physical people that they can connect with and go to, that they're part of a, a group of T-PREP students, right? When they identify, they say, I'm a T-PREP student when they're in these programs, whether they're taking the courses early on at the community college or they're taking the CU Denver side of the courses, they see themselves as a T-PREP student. So that high touch, high support was always something they wanted in the model and we've seen also be such a critical factor to their ability to persist and finish yeah. that high touch and support. Nice. Well, that seems that seems incredible that the flexibility that you guys are talking about, that it works with each cohort to say what's the best model for those who are involved. And I think for those, those of us in rural, I think that's a really key component that people should know about is that there is that flexibility. It doesn't mean you have to commit to six hours of driving every Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever that would look like in a, a much older model. So I, I applaud you guys for looking at how does that, how that flexibility can work to really cater to the needs of, of rural. Now, I know you talked about the, the universities, the, the partner schools that you guys have. Uh, I think one of the questions I have is for, is there a vision or is there a partner for looking at more like uh, the, the Western part and the central part of the state as partners? Is that uh a vision of yet to come or already in the works? Gosh, it's a vision, a dream, a hope, a wish, uh, a yes, please, right? Because Northwestern Colorado, um, there's, there's a lot, there's opportunities there. There's opportunities at that and um, the potential for added endorsements, frankly speaking, um, one of the things that we haven't touched on is uh, the fact that people, our candidates, can um, add. They can add endorsements to their license, so they can add a culturally linguistically diverse education endorsement by adding two extra classes. And then one of the things that's near and dear to my heart is the BAMA. So BAMA educational acronyms, short for bachelor's to master's degree. And so what we've done is that um, nine of the credits that people take their senior year double count as both their bachelor's degree gives them a head start um, on their master's degree. So they enroll in uh, a class that's uh, delivered at the, there locally, delivered at both the undergraduate and graduate level. And by the time that they're done with their bachelor's degree, they have nine credits towards a master's degree, and then um, the gift of time to be able to finish the remaining two-thirds of their courses that they variety, a wide variety of uh, tracks that they can choose, and all of the courses are then um, delivered in a way that makes sense for them without making the drive to Denver. So great. Uh, what it, person what you could pop into this program with an associates with a year towards their associates with any and you kind of work with them to figure out what is left. We do. Right. We do. 
And you gave the list of communities where this is available. I just want to make sure they have, can we do that again? Cause I missed it the first time, but I am slightly distracted. Yeah, you're okay, Michelle. Lots of things going on in your world. So we started at Otero College. So I know um, South Central Colorado um, bridged out. So that would include La Junta, um, um, Rocky Ford, Swink, uh, Manzanola, all of the districts that are in the Otero College service area. And then Trinidad, both campuses. So Trinidad, um, on the Trinidad campus and in the Alamosa campus. So that's Alamosa, um, Monte Vista. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other- They'll know. They'll yeah. know if it's there, if it works for them. Just tell us the, yeah. Yeah, the spots. Appreciate you. Yep. And then Northeastern Junior College, so Sterling, Greater North Northeastern Colorado, and then most recently Lamar. Great. So from Springfield all the way up to- uh, um, Gosh, gosh, just the name just escaped me. So please edit that out. But the far eastern part, southeastern part of Colorado. Yeah, they're well blanketed, south central mm -hmm. and southeast. Oh, you guys, these are awesome. We're super excited. And we know this is just a really like a small piece, not a small piece, but a piece of the larger puzzle uh, with regard to the work that you all are doing. Is there other stuff that you want to highlight that people might have an opportunity um, in the in the recruitment space, rural space, hmm. yeah, more traditional one, pathways? The one thing I might highlight that we are using our current grant to really develop out is uh, a very robust concurrent enrollment um, approach to recruitment. So we know, you know, we've got a lot of interest from again the current workforce like paras and and um, more um, older adults in the, in the area. But I think that there is a lot of potential to really um, you know, elevate the profession of teaching for our rural high school students. And we just need to give them a vision for what that looks like and how powerful it can be. So we are building out a pathway called um, R-Teach, <laughs> stands for Rural Teach, right? Um, and uh, it would uh, start in uh, high school and ideally, Include, include a pathway of, of ultimately, you know, 24 to 30 credits uh, that will, can be offered concurrently um, for high awesome. school. Yeah. Right, right now, concurrent enrollment in the rural space gets a little tricky because if I'm a really small district, I can't really just teach that one class to my one or two students, right? How do we leverage our collective capacity amongst these, these districts and the community colleges to offer access to a much broader range of the, the rural high schools so that students can get started on this pathway right away. And it will align with the, with the new state um, TREP uh, uh, <laughs> pathway. I know, I know. <laughs> a lot of acronyms in these all, because there's T PREP and T, yeah. yeah. So we won't go down that road. When, do you have any sense of when those, that programming will be available? Yeah, so we're, we're just getting it launched and designed. We're kind of starting with what might already exist because there's a handful of yeah. high schools that are offering like the intro to ed and some of those sorts of things. So we're building that into the model and, and we'll, we'll have it fully, fully scaled up um, by the, the end of the grant. So, um, so yeah, that's going to be a really exciting uh, piece that I think we want to just really elevate the profession for our high school students. Yeah, well, let us know and we'll... 
will help get the word out when it's when it's happening. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate hearing about all the great work that you're doing uh, at U University of Colorado at Denver and with our rural partners. So thank you so much for your work to make a difference in the rural space. And we appreciate your, your time. Thank you all. Thanks, Kirk and Michelle. Um, thanks for the invite. Um, it's always lovely connecting and um, uh, serving, serving. So, yeah, thanks for the inspiration. Yep. <laughs>